Hello and welcome to episode 229 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And we are talking about the mechanics for the Lord of the Rings set. Ooh. Ooh. Um, if you want to reach out to us on social media, say hi. Uh, and I'll take a picture of the one of one one ring uh, <laughs> and send it to us. All those links are in the description below. Or if you just want to send us the one of one, I was one, just going to say you could send that to us also. I will. I will accept that, and then yep. immediately send it to Cassius Marsh. <laughs> you can have this, buddy. I would like to pay my house off, please. Yes, I will take five hundred thousand dollars <laughs> for this magic card. Thank you very much. Yep. Um. So yeah. So if you want to get at us on social media, all that stuffs down below. Yeah, hit us up. Let us know what you think. Um, if you want to support the show, there's a couple ways you can do it. The first is with our TCG player affiliate link, casualtryhard.com slash TCG. Doesn't cost you guys anything. You're going to be buying single sealed product, whatever. Anyway, you might as well buy it from TCG player and help to support the show. We'd appreciate it. Uh, if you want to support us more directly, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg is how you can do that. If you think we do a good job and you've gotten lots and lots and, what are we at? 229 episodes worth out of of enjoyment out of us. Yeah. You can chip a couple bucks in over at patreon.com slash casual and show us your appreciation. Um, patrons get a couple perks. They get access to our show notes. So you get a sneak peek about what the upcoming week's episode is going to be about. Uh, you also get access to our pre-show, about another hour of content out of us, just kind of talking about whatever. Sometimes it's magic, sometimes it's not. And you get put on my mailing list for when I have cool stuff to send out. Uh, if any of that sounds appealing to you, or if you just want to support us because you enjoy the show, uh, patreon.com slash casualtryardmtg and chip in whatever you feel like we're worth. We'd appreciate it. Yes. All right. So we have a collection of new mechanics, but mm -hmm. first we should probably talk about where you can play these cards yeah this is weird like typically just i think every set that's ever come out has either been um eternal playable or standard playable and like nothing in the middle like cards either are not legal for standard and only go into legacy well i, I guess except for the horizon sets right the horizons mm -hmm. were uh applicable to modern and this is going to be in the same vein as a Horizon set. So legal in Modern, Legacy, Commander, uh, Pauper, Limited, obviously, if you're playing yeah. Lord of the Rings Limited. And Historic this time, because it's going to be on Arena. Um, but not legal for Standard, Pioneer, or Explorer. Yeah, so that is a little awkward. Yeah. Um we were talking about this a little bit in the pre-show, right? The while I am happy that this isn't of a power level of Modern Horizons, where we're gonna where we have like Frodo Nimble Pilferer, Pilferer or something, <laughs> yeah, and that we have to like um, like deal with those cards in Modern for the next like yeah. few years. Sauron's Astrolabe. <laughs> Sauron's Astrolabe. <laughs> Exactly. Um, you, you, we have the issue of, like, we're putting these cards in modern, and 
for the most part, I'm sure there's going to be an outlier. Mm-hmm. Like, these cards do not seem like they are of a power level to see, like, significant modern play. Um, I don't think that's quite the right way to frame it. Um, I think there's cards that are good enough for modern, but I don't think there's anything that's just going to be a staple. Yeah, well, I get... Like, I think that, like, there's a few cards, and we'll talk about this next week, yeah. where, like, uh, the Lannis Academy Manufacturer decks. We'll talk, like, mm-hmm. there is a card or two that, like, seem to fit well into that deck. Yeah. And things like that. And like I said, I think it's good that, like, we just don't get, like, ten staples that we have to play in Modern, but it's mm-hmm. weird to then go out of your way to be like these are modern legal right yeah right? That, that was was really strange we're like sure. think about the conspiracy sets and mm-hmm. battle bond right yeah. where those were a draft first product right that they were like like you said these are these are only legal in legacy popper commander right yeah and for them to go, like, we're going to throw all that out and we're going to say these are legal and modern. Yeah. You know, made you kind of think that there was going to be cards that were more likely to be staple modern cards that you would see for a while. Well, yeah. I mean, when when they announced that, like, they specifically said that this is not going to be Modern Horizons 3. And I know I kept making the joke that this is just yeah. going to be Modern Horizons 3. It's released in the same, like, slot in the year as a Horizon set. And also, why else would they say it's going to be Modern Legal? Yeah, it's, but, we- uh, it's weird to say it's Modern Legal and then not have, you know, some cards, especially, like, early on, because we are, I wanted to check, we are couple hundred cards into the set release right um, uh, i think so yeah yeah we're uh let's, we are let's look we're only missing 50 cards yeah right and so it seems like if you were going to put the like cards to get modern players hype in the uh like in the spoiler you wouldn't would wait for the already. last 50 cards. Right. And so there are a few cards, which we can talk about later on uh, next week. But mm-hmm. for the most part, it's like, eh. Like, everything's kind of like one mana too much for modern. Yeah. Or like, you know, there's some version of it that does that. There's another version of the card that does the thing a little bit better. Or a yeah. little more efficient. Or some of them are borderline memes. Right. Uh, I give you long list of the ends. <laughs> a saga that has six chapters. <laughs> that all do the same thing. It is a thing. long list. It is a long list. Or, yeah. well, not a meme. There, I, I Someone did point this out online. Um, where is it at? Uh, Gandalf's horse. Shadowfax. Shadowfax. Apparently, like Shadowfax has to like sh- something like it has to show you the way, or something. Like, uh, show us the meaning of haste. Yes, 
And so yeah. they define haste. On... It's like the only time it's ever been defined on a magic card. Yeah. yeah. So they're like, hey, here you go. This meme does not uh, impact anything, yeah. but for people like yourself that are deeper into the Lord of the Rings stuff than I am, like yeah. that that gets it that gets him in the feels. <laughs> and they're like, Yeah, he showed me the meaning of haste. Uh sick. Um so So I I kinda had a thought. Okay. This are dangerous. This whole, yeah, this whole modern thing. And I think I've mentioned it before, but um we've talked on the show about how like legacy is kind of going the way of vintage where Mm -hmm. it's like a format, but not really supported anymore. Like there's still BNR announcements, but like wizards isn't holding, not that they're holding a ton of events anyway, but they're not holding legacy events anymore. Right. It's not a pro tour format anymore. Yes. Um, so if they're like shifting the scale, I guess, to make like legacy fall off the end and they added um pioneer in there to kind of like make sure that they still had the same number of formats is this going to be the norm going forward where these supplemental products are going to be modern legal because modern's the new legacy I saw you where you're going with it and it kind of makes sense where like maybe wizards is like we have two forgotten formats legacy and vintage yeah. And then we're just going to like, but I think that like, like, I think doing that, you run the risk of like the people who like modern Mm kind of checking out. I think those people are kind of already checked out though, aren't they? Like Horizon sets have pissed off a whole bunch of modern players. I guess, but like, it it just seems like, because the natural extension is like, they just say, like, all Commander products are modern legal. Well, right. Right? Like, that that's I mean, the next that... thing. And, like, I think people would, like, lose their minds. But um, I, I could be wrong, but it, it seems... But, like, I think you're right in that it gives them an additional place to try to monetize these cards. Mm-hmm. Because um, we would we would not be doing uh, an episode on cards from this set if it wasn't modern legal. Um, I don't. Well, okay. I'm not sure we would be doing an episode on this set if it wasn't on arena. Fair, like, fair. But what I guess what I meant was like. I kind of think of like next week's show is going to be like, Hey, what are the cards that are going to be, that could be good in modern? Like we wouldn't do that show. Right. And there's a lot of times we talk about like, there are products that you can just check out on Mm -hmm. because, because they don't impact the formats that you play. Right. And you would, you could maybe safely check out on this set, Mm -hmm. but because like we haven't covered any of the commander legend sets. Cause yeah. Because, like, that we don't really play Commander. It would be disingenuous to be like, oh, sick yeah. Commander card. It's going to go really well in my Boros equipment deck. Right. Uh, and, and like, so those are just sets we can, like, ignore unless, like, 
hey, here's this like wild legacy card that popped up. Right. We should like talk about that kind of thing. Uh, but now if these sets are like this set is going to be in modern, now we have to at least look and go like, oh, is there like, is one of these cards good with Lannis or good with, um, you know, oh, is this really good if you're playing a Teferi deck or like Renin Six or whatever? Um, so it is getting more eyes on it and maybe they're hoping that like by making it modern legal, even if it doesn't like really impact modern people who play modern are going to be like, Oh man, I love me some Bilbo. I gotta buy, I gotta (laughs) buy a Bilbo. Bill the pony, Bill the pony dog. (laughs) And then we like, I gotta like buy some packs to get a Bill the pony. And, like, I pointed out to uh, our local shopkeep that, uh, like, I know some people that are in no way engaged with magic, any way, shape, or form, but heard about the one-of-one One Ring, Mm -hmm. and then were asking me, like, I know nothing about magic and don't care, but I love Lord of the Rings. Do you think these packs will be in, like, Target and Walmart? Yeah. Right? And so, like... Maybe they're hoping that people are like, I don't think these cards are good enough, but man, I love Saruman the White. I'm going to crack some <laughs> I don't packs. think anybody loves Saruman. Uh, I just looked at a guy. Fine. I, I really love me some Frodo <laughs> Sauron's Bane. Yeah. I really love a Frodo. I want all the Frodo cards. Yeah. Right? Man, I love me some Orlando Bloom. Get me some Legolas's here. <laughs> right? Goes in my Orlando Bloom shrine. Um. <laughs> So, like, maybe they're hoping that, like, you or I wouldn't have looked at this set or not looked at it very much if it wasn't modern legal. Yeah. But now we're looking at the cards and maybe they break you and you're like, oh, my gosh. Gandalf the White? Gandalf the White, dog! I gotta get a Gandalf. And then they get you to break your vow of uh, magic abstinence. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's going to happen, but... I, I do kind of like uh, Shelob though. Shelob, yeah, the spider. Oh yeah, I didn't read all of that. There was a lot. There was of a lot of text on that card. I saw that like it has ward, and your spiders have ward, and then there's some food involved, and then I like. Yeah, your were... spiders turn creatures into food. All right. Whenever another creature dealt damage this turn by a spider you control dies, create a token as a copy of that creature, except it's a food. Okay, so, yeah, so they die and they become food. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? And it's a six mana, eight, eight. But when creatures die, they turn into food. Yes. Yes, you know what's bad? How many years ago, if I would have told you six mana eight eight, you'd have been like, "Oh, that's really good." Yeah. And now I'm like, "It's a six mana eight eight. It's probably not good yeah. enough." Yeah. <laughs> uh, my opponent has to pay two when they solitude it. Dang. <laughs> Dang. Uh, also, I don't know a whole lot about flavor. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched the movies in a while. Haven't read the books. I'm illiterate. Um. But why, oh why, is Gandalf the Grey, is it? Why isn't he black-white? He should be gray colors. (laughs) 
I don't care about well, flavor. He's Gandalf the gray. That Gandalf the white, white. Well, why is Radagast green? I don't know who that is, but tell what, what should he be? His name is Radagast the Brown. Oh, uh, we don't have. He's a brown wizard. Could he be like an artifact? I mean, they had. They're not artifacts, but you could like. You could make him an artifact and throw him in the old border. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There, there's a there's a, a token or an alt you can make. You can put the the brown wizard in like you can leave the casting costume, but just put him in the old artifact border. <laughs> Isn't there an Esper Sar yeah, Saruman of many colors is Esper. Yeah. Well it's, that's but at least three colors. Think, yeah, I don't think anybody ever called Saruman many colored though like he was just Saruman the white again don't know but if you're gonna give if right, I think it's worse if you're like he's Saruman of many colors and he's just like one color it's like no read the name of your card try again <laughs> so do you have anything constructive from our meeting read the name of the card <laughs> uh I don't know if it flits flavor-wise. Like, well, he needs to oh. be the Saruman of the one color if he's just going to be blue. Thank so you very while, much. While we're talking flavor here, there's a, a Nazgul card. Okay. There's two and a black for a one-two death touch. When it ETBs, the ring tempts you. Whenever the ring tempts you, put a plus one, plus one counter on each wraith you control. And a deck can have up to nine cards named Nazgul. Yes. Because there's nine Nazgul. Yes. But one of them is the Witch King, who also has a card. So mm. you probably shouldn't have nine. You should have eight. And, and the then Witch the Witch King? King? Yeah. But whatever. Hey, man. Semantics. <laughs> um, perhaps we uh, just simply uh, skimmed the books when we were working on the set. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to having a tokenologist in there. <laughs> well, I am uh, far from a tokenologist. I've tried multiple times to read the Silmarillion and have not been able to get through it. I found out that that is like the that is like a cobbled together like yeah. three different books. Like he wrote that book like three different times and his son just like cobbled together like the different versions. Uh, yeah, there's actually quite a few books like that that are part of the part of the story. Uh, Unfinished Tales is another one that's mm -hmm. like bits and pieces. And then they published a book of essays, I think, that he wrote that are all like little essays about Middle Earth. And then he also had like letters that he had written to his family members like over the years that like would tell a little piece of the story like here's my yearly letter to aunt bertha for christmas and here's a little bit of story in there and they uh like took all those together and published them too i think i know it was a different time but like hey Here's this random. Here's a paragraph from this random story I'm working on. Thanks, dog. <laughs> I could have used some socks. I don't know. <laughs> Thanks for this random story. 
Like you send that to little Billy and he just like threw it in the fire. He's like, this sucks. <laughs> I wanted a ball. Nope. I, w- I wanted a hoop and a stick. <laughs> a hoop I got a story instead. I got a, I got a story instead. I don't even understand this. What's an int? <laughs> and then they're just like, uh, it's like, like, oh yeah, crazy old JR, you know, crazy uncle JR. Not realizing they're like, that nerds would pay top dollar for that uh, story oh, yeah. in like 50 years. You think uh, half a mil for the one ring, is, the one of one ring is crazy. I would I would hate to know what a uh, 1974 Christmas letter to Aunt Bertha's worth. Was he alive that long? Yeah. Gosh, I thought he like, I thought he died way earlier than that. I don't think so. He he was he. I mean, he worked on Lord of the Rings for like sixty years. I'm curious. Uh, oh, okay. He died in 1973. He had a good run. He was 81. Man. So you have J.R.R. Tolkien, and that gets you to George R.R. R. Martin. <laughs> uh. I wonder if that was on purpose. I don't know. Like it's uh it's a pretty like big power play. Like if I would have named Gavin Gavin like Ramon Raymond uh Wakefield <laughs> and just been like you're going to write some books, son. <laughs> like well, I, I mean I guess is that his real name or is that a pen name? Um According, uh, see here. Oh, oh, good catch. So he was born George Raymond Martin. Yeah. And he added the Richard. Mm. And one of his influences is J.R.R. Tolkien. So, yeah, yeah, maybe he just. Well, I mean, that's pretty obvious. Just. Like knowing Game yeah. of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, just like leaning in. Yeah. Uh so all right, now that we're uh, off off uh, <laughs> off to Yeah, that was uh, quite the tangent there. <laughs> yeah, uh, our welcome to this episode of Lore Mages <laughs> where Brian has no idea what's going on and James talks about some tokens of and Brian's just like I watched some of the movies. <laughs> the end. Yeah. Um, you really never read the books? I'm illiterate. I told you this. Yeah, West Virginia, right? Yeah, dude. <laughs> we put R in wash. Like, hey, there's no helping us. <laughs> wash. Wash. Uh, wash. You got that extra R just like uh, George did, right? Threw that extra R in there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> he made himself, he made his initials closer to J.R.R. Tolkien. And. Yeah. We we as a as a state took that extra car and was like, where's the dumbest place we can put it? Wash, <laughs> not wash, wash. wash. It, maybe it's because you have to like fight the dirt. You have to wash it. It's, wash it's a it. war. It's a war of attrition with the dirt. Yeah. Uh, it's like what is the you worst? Get all that coal out. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta get the coal, exactly. You gotta wash the coal off. Uh, so um. We have, so, 
this set is going to be legal on Arena, mm-hmm. and it's going to be draftable. So I'm guessing mm-hmm. the vast majority of the world's drafts will happen there. Uh, yeah. I and that's so. of our listeners to fire a spark up the old arena every so often. So we should Imagine at least that. let them know what is going on in this set. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk mechanics. Yep. Again, now that the lore corner is over. Uh, <laughs> that was a fun, fun little uh, yeah. side quest. Our, our adventures into literary Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> so, um, the the perhaps wordiest mechanic of all time. Holy moly! Yeah, yeah. so wordy that it requires two additional cards. Uh, we have the ring tempts you. Yep, the ring. So, whew. I'm glad that you like wrote it all down because it like finally made a little bit more sense to me. When I wrote it down, it did? Yes. So there are cards that have the phrase on them, the ring tempts you. Correct. Right? So something happens, then the ring tempts you. Or the Mm -hmm. ring tempts you, then something happens. And so when the ring tempts you, you get, as you can see here for our visual uh, people, for our video people, you get a ring emblem. Yeah, I don't... Do they call it an emblem? I don't think oh, yeah. they call it. it, it is, no, they do call it an emblem. So it is an emblem. So I didn't, I didn't realize that it was. So if you have, as you know, emblems are non-interactable. Correct. They so, live in your command zone. So you are just, you just get the ring and the ring each time you are tempted, you get a different, uh, you move through the down the ring emblem and you get kind like of more you, power you accumulate them so you don't like move through it you like add another power to the ring yes but like yeah. as it, as it's written like you just kind of like you get the first time you get level 1 and yes. then the next time you get level 1 and level 2 and yep and then you get level 3 2 and 1 Correct. So, um, every time you're tempted, mm-hmm. you choose a ring bearer. Yes. Is this a small child who follows who goes before the bride and groom? Nope. It is a okay. creature you control. Any who could, creature who could perhaps be a small child with a pillow. Uh, could be. Yeah. Ooh. What's uh? Isn't there like an unstable? Or an uncard that's like a little girl or something. It's like oh, a yeah. one half, one half. Yes. For there half you go. That, is my, that is my ring bearer. It's your ring bearer. You just got to find a way to, to get it in place since it's not legal anywhere. Uh, I think that, uh, there it is, little girl for half a white mana. Yep. One half, one half, human child. The perfect ring bearer. The perfect ring bearer. I mean, with the way magic's going, what does legality even matter? <laughs> Just rule zero it, man. Yeah, I, mean, I want to rule zero this into my, your, into my modern, modern event. Game. And, yeah. Just so you know, just to make sure that everything's cool, I'm playing with uh, four little girls. And then, like, then you get cuffed, like, immediately. 
<laughs> yeah, I guess I guess you got to be careful how you yeah, word yeah. that. <laughs> the Magic the Gathering card entitled Little Girl, and then you read the Oracle text. <laughs> I will have four of this card in my deck. I do not it's have vanilla, four. right? There is no Oracle text. <laughs> yes, I do not have four little girls locked in my white van out front. Do not check. Uh, so you you get a ring bearer. So what does the ring bearer do? What is the point? Um, mostly nothing. Sweet. Well, I shouldn't say that. Um, it becomes legendary. Mm-hmm. So if it wasn't legendary, it is now. Um, and it also gains the abilities of your ring emblem. Okay. Um, and then there's also some cards that like care about what kind of creature your ring bearer is, or if you control a ring bearer, or things along those lines. Mm-hmm. So, like, being the ring bearer matters. Or how many times you've been tempted also matters. Or right? how many times you've been tempted, yes. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, other than that, I don't think the ring bearer does a whole right. lot. Um, as far as, like, you know, just normally playing a game, it really doesn't matter. Um, every time you get tempted, you must choose a ring bearer. So you can choose to leave it the same, but you have to choose a ring bearer every time if you control a creature. If you don't control a creature, you don't obviously choose a ring bearer. Fair enough. Um, And then the other kind of weird thing is that if you go all the way through your temptations of the ring, so if you get tempted four times and then you get tempted again, like... The only thing that happens is you choose a ring bearer. Like none of you don't lose any of this stuff. You don't start over. Um, you just choose a ring bearer. You just Voltroned up your ring bearer. Basically, with all of the abilities. Okay. Yep. Um. So what are the? I guess what are the? I don't know. Call them levels. Of yeah, you like, can kind of call them levels. What are the? What are the things you get each time you're tempted? And again, uh, these so are the additive. first one is your ring bearer is legendary, like we just said, mm-hmm. and can't be blocked by creatures with greater power. Um, and this is kind of stronger than it reads, right? Yeah, I mean... Right, I mean, it's that... skull, but you can put it on any creature. So, like, if you put it on something with a bigger butt than power, like, it's basically always going to win combat. Mm-hmm. Or at least bounce. Yeah. Yeah, like basically it's unkillable in combat. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah, I guess like if they like gang block it, like you're you're two five and then just block it with like five one uh a one X's or whatever. Right. Then you can yeah. get there, but that's that's yeah. awkward. Yeah. The uh the next level, I guess level, chapter, not chapter, uh the next temptation is whenever your ring bearer attacks, you loot, draw a card, discard a card. Um, and then after that, whenever your ring bearer becomes blocked by a creature, that creature's controller sacrifices it at the end of combat. Um, also helps win combat. And remember, these are cumulative, so they have to block with something with less power, and they're going to lose it. And then the uh, the final temptation here 
is whenever your ring bearer deals combat damage to a player, each opponent loses three life. So, kind of like backwards afflict. Mm-hmm. Where afflict, like, if it was blocked, your opponent lost life. This is if it's not blocked. Yeah, and, like, so the, like, third level kind of makes it hard for that, like, bounce situation to happen. Yeah. Because, like, the creature that blocks with it just dies. And then you've, like, made each one of these, well, three of, two of them make it hard to block. Mm -hmm. And then two of them want you to get into the red zone. Yes. And so they kind of work together. Um, now, again, putting on the lore mage hat again. Didn't Golem get tempted a whole bunch and, like, turn into, like, some weird little monster? Oh, yeah. That's and, what like, the ring does. And, and this turns you into kind of an unblockable beast of, <laughs> card, of card selection and, like, yeah. face Not mashing. Not really a weird little monster. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, I guess my creature's really good now. Yeah. No downside here. No downside. Only upsides. Only upsides. Right. Um, well, not like a huge tracking nightmare. This just feels like another mechanic that's like, why? Why is there so much? Yeah, I mean, just be glad that it probably doesn't seem like it's super modern playable. Very true. Are there any, I guess I, I should look, are there any that are, any ring tempting cards that are at common? Like, is this going to be a, a popper thing now? Uh, oh, I hadn't thought about popper. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Slip on the ring. Exile target creature you own, then return it to the battlefield under your control. The ring tempts you. Let's see here. Um... Congratulations, Popper. You have more tokens that you need to carry around. You have more dumb things you have to deal with. Uh, so you need initiative. You need the ring. Uh, under city or whatever. Crap. They don't have... Uh, I don't think they have Lord of the Rings. No, on Scryfall? Uh, no, they do. Okay. Are they not legal? Because oh, they're not legal in Popper yet. Okay, so let yeah. me look. Uh, there's two right now. Two. So there's Slip on the Ring mm-hmm. and Bombadil's Song. Oh. One of the green target creature you control gets plus one, plus one against Hexproof until end of turn. The ring tempts you. That is like borderline. Like yeah. it's one mana too much. Um, like slip on the ring is, I guess one mana too much to be cloud shift. One mana too much, yeah. But like, two mana ones are like blink effects are pretty common, right? Like, is the ring is like making your creature legendary and hard to block, like the first time worth it? I think the second one is, right? Yeah, if I you're like so. rummaging or looting all the time, your thing attacks, your yeah. hard to block thing attacks, like. That's pretty good. Well, I mean, also, presumably, we have 50 cards left, and they're all going to be commons. Yeah, it's all, like, the draft stuff. And, like, I don't think they want the ring to be a mechanic that you can't play in limited. Right. Like, this is probably the, like, 
the thing flag- that people want to do. The thing they want to do slash like the flagship limited mechanic, kind of like uh, an AFR. Like they yeah. couldn't make it so like uh, entering the dungeon just happened at like rare for limited. Right. So yeah, you can have a bunch of these. The draw for the set. Yeah. So hey, uh, in- enjoy a popper being broken. Uh, <laughs> so they have this. They have the the ring emblem. Mm-hmm. And they also printed an entire rules card. Uh, it's on the back side. It's on the back side? Okay, so it is one yeah. card, just two sides. I guess that's how yep. they did the initiative token. Yeah. Which is awkward when you have to have the initiative and the dungeon. Yep. Yeah. Because um, I have an initiative token and a dungeon token, but when my opponent gets the initiative... Uh, I, I took a, I flipped over, I had a, another token on the back that was a Sarah, the benevolent emblem. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Sarah's the initiative. We can each have our dungeon up. We'll just pass Sarah back and forth. Yeah. Like, why do I have the Sarah emblem? You have the initiative. Just <laughs> trust me. It's easier this way. Maybe yeah. I could start using like a transformer. I could be like, Ooh. here, you get a transformer. I, don't, I think that's against the rules. There are no rules in magic anymore, man. Um, so it's complicated. It could be interesting. Hopefully you are right that it's not uh, modern power level. Yeah. I don't know if it's really popper power level. I guess it depends on what else it's on. Yeah. I mean, it depends. Yeah. Depends what it's on and how easy it is to do. Yeah. Because if it's like, if it's like, if there are like cards you would play anyway that also give you this. Yeah. a la like the initiative right then it could be a problem but like the initiative was more passive like you got the initiative and then you could just like play defense right where this like it definitely like incentivizes you to like beat face mm-hmm. and like actually do something so it makes you do something it's almost like goad or yeah, like, a little bit or like exert where mm-hmm. like it's not doing anything unless you're putting your creature in the red, in the zone. red zone. Yeah. Right? Like, all the exert cards had no text unless you attacked with them. Right. And, like, the ring has very little text. Unless, you're unless you attack. Yeah. All right. We now have a mass, parentheses, orc. Yeah. So, we had a mass back in War of the Spark, right? Um, we have it again. It's coming back. Except this time, instead of making zombie armies, we're making orc armies. So they have kind of reworked the mechanic a little bit to allow for different types of armies. Um, Before, they only made the one kind of army every time you amassed. Mm -hmm. Now they have a provision for the type of army. So they've eroded all the old amass cards to, say, amass zombies. And all the new ones here say amass orcs so the way this works is whenever something tells you to amass if you already control an army you are going to put however many counters it says this is orcs one so you put one counter on your army if you already had one and it becomes the creature type of um the amass ability in addition to its other creature types 
So this says a mass orcs one. If we already had a zombie army from a War of the Spark card, it would turn into a zombie orc army and you would put an additional counter on it. Oh, it just like it like would change the, the type? Yeah. It adds the creature type to the army. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, weird. I, I don't I I have no idea why it does that. That's the way the article said it worked, so. Weird. Um, if you don't already control an army, you make one. So you put a zero zero token on the battlefield. In this case, it would be an orc army. And then you would put whatever the number is of counters on it. So this would be one. So you have a one one orc army. And then the next time you amassed orcs, you would put counters onto that army instead of making a new army. Yeah. If for some reason you control more than one army, you get to pick which one gets the counters. Gotcha. It's kind of, I think it's kind of hard to control more than one, but if you do. I think like if you were to... Uh, control magic, you're Yeah, I was going to say control magic. I, my first thought was Silver of Temptation, but I was like, nope. Try again. Nope. <laughs> yeah, Agent of Treachery. Yeah, Agent <laughs> <laughs> that is just like that is just like a wrong game that you've like played at a mass orc and then you've cast agent of treachery to steal your opponent's <laughs> amassed orc or you yeah. steal their amassed zombie so you can turn it into an orc <laughs> with your it just seems like a wrong game yeah but um this card is like was a pretty solid limited mechanic yeah it plays so the thing to remember when it when you play it is typically the plus one plus one counter on your um on your uh a mass on your army mm-hmm. is less valuable than making another army. So right, correct. If you as a it, piece of cardboard, it's worth more than how big it is. Yeah. So if you're like if you can trade off your army and like have a block that ends up in, in a trade. You'd much rather do that and then play another amass thing to get another body right. than to like try to make your amass thing big. Cause they're pretty fragile. Yeah. Right? They die to bounce. Mm-hmm. Like they die to unsummon effects. They like yep. they just die to everything. But just being able to trade them off profitably is good. Cause a lot of times, like in this card, like, I don't know, a four mana three three not embarrassing as a limited card. Well, it wasn't embarrassing in like 2019. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's Hill Giant. Yeah, but it's not, it's not like the amass kind of isn't like fully baked into the card. Yeah. It's mana cost. Like it's close. Um. So now we have food. Um, nom, 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 nom. Nom, second, nom, nom, nom. second breakfast. <laughs> oh sorry there's the orc oh. army token i forgot that i had that there that's pretty sick that yeah, is an a plus good. token yep they did a good job good job person whose name i can't read yeah i can't read it either but good job yep all right food now, food food um we know how food works <laughs> that 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 is our that is our uh 
description we have in the show notes. You know how this works. <laughs> so you get an yeah, I mean, artifact- I've been eating it for forty years. Yeah, you get an artifact that you pay two, and you can tap and sack it. And if you do, you gain three life. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the fail case for food, though, right? <laughs> yes, food <laughs> typically uh, are food or energy. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of you have food, you sack them to do a thing. So think about like, or you turn them into elk, which I'm an elk, but like Asmo, yeah. right? right? You like sack food to like blow to like deal damage to something, mm-hmm. or Samwise Ganji, yeah, who you like sack food to return historic cards from your graveyard to your hand. Right, so like they're often or feasting troll king, his brief mm-hmm. time in the sun and modern. Um, <laughs> right, there there are a lot of times are used to pay costs. Yeah, and as uh, we have learned, the sheer fact that they are a piece of cardboard mm-hmm. often gives them way more value than you would expect. Oh yeah, right. Like, you know, you can tap these to Urza. You can sack them to Deadly Dispute. Yep. Right? The, any number of things that you can do. Uh, with Anything you can do to an artifact. Yeah, and a lot of times you're getting these for free or near free. Yep, they power up constructs. Yes. So don't like, like you said, the fail case is I'm at two. I'm getting lightning bolted. I guess I should crack my food. Mm-hmm. Typically, it's not worth using your mana to gain three life unless like you have literally nothing else to do or you will die if you don't. Right. So you got some other notes here, but I think we'll save them for next week. We can save them for next week. When we start talking about some cards, um, the next mechanic we have is land cycling. Um, it works the same as it always works and seems like it's happening more frequently lately. Mm-hmm. We had a cycle of lands, a cycle of cyclers, cycle of land cyclers uh, in the last set. Mm-hmm. And we're getting more this time. It's yeah. a solid limited mechanic for fixing. Um, this one here, Olifant, uh mountain cycles for one mana. That's a pretty good rate to go get a mountain. And because they're colorless, it's a good way to fix your colors when you're splashing like an off color. Like if you were a black green deck and wanted a couple red cards, you could splash an Oliphant that would be, you know, a six mana, six, four later in the game, but also fix your mana early in the game. Um, now this isn't basic land cycling. This is, Oh, just I hadn't noticed mountain that. cycling. Yeah. So you can go get duels. Yeah. So, so I wonder, like, I guess I don't know what the ma- the land count is in, um, what's it called? You know what I'm talking about. In, like, Living End? Yeah. Right, but could you, like, cut some lands and rely on, like, the land cyclers to be your additional lands? I don't know what the current versions of Living End look like. Um, the old versions, I don't believe, had many lands because you had land cyclers. Yeah, uh, I don't think you have land And you cyclers. really never wanted beyond, like, three mana. Yeah, I guess these have 19 lands. 
Like the first list that came up was like 19 lands. So yeah. it may it may not be worth it just because you have all these other you actually have less cyclers now. Which is funny. Yeah. Right, you have like this one has Archetypes Will, Curator of Mysteries, Sheet Wraith, Striped Riverwinder, and like Waker of Waves is a pseudo cycler. But like you now have like grief and subtlety and stuff. So you have less <laughs> like yeah. actual like cyclers. But like I don't know if you're like a mad lad and you're like, I'm gonna go to like sixteen lands because I have these land cyclers. But cycling yeah, for that's one... pretty rough. I mean even like elves where all of your all of your creatures make mana still plays like eighteen nineteen lands. Yeah. Uh I don't know if you've ever seen uh Popper what is it? Uh Popper oh gosh. The cycling cycle storm. Mm-hmm. I think it plays like twelve lands. Wow, really? And like four lotus petals. Yeah, I was gonna say you get lotus petal though, so that's. But like then like it, that gets you up to sixteen lands. mana sources. Yeah. Right, but like it plays very few lands, and these are common. Mm-hmm. So. There you go. Uh. And then we have uh, we have sagas. Sagas are back. Yay. Um. These here's are your long list events. Yes. These aren't um, read-ahead sagas. Nope. They're just old-timey Dominaria. And they're not sagas either. Yeah, they're just old-timey Dominaria sagas where they do their thing, then they go away. Yeah, except this one in particular has six chapters. It goes hard. Oh, yeah. Like, I want a very long list. From the Ents. Chop, chop. Long list. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, the, I the mean, ends don't do anything. Chop chop. They're very slow. <laughs> very slow. I don't know. There aren't a ton of sagas. I didn't think. Maybe I just haven't no, there, like paid attention. There's quite a few, I think. Um. Yeah, no, there's a bunch of them. Okay, I didn't think there were a ton, but I very well can be wrong. Oath of the Grey Host. Uh, I just saw some more. There and back again, Tale of Tinuviel. Whatever this one is that's in a different language. Here's Whatever another is. one in a different language. Book of Marzabul. Fall of Gilgalad. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. So there are nine. According to the Scryfalls. One ring to rule them all. Ooh. Um, so yeah, same old thing. You work through the three chapters or six, six, and and then you, uh, and then it goes away. You get whatever, Mm -hmm. you get whatever you get each time. Yep. Works out like it always did. Yep. Um, the next one we have is historic. So we had historic in Dominaria, uh, coincidentally where we also had sagas. Mm Mm-hmm. And it works the same as it did there, um, but it's not a mechanic we've had in a minute, so we'll refresh you a little bit. Um, Historic is kind of like a shortcut keyword, where it doesn't really do anything new, it just, like, categorizes something. 
So historic refers to anything that's legendary or an artifact. And cards will either trigger on like a historic entering the battlefield or being cast. Or I think there's a couple cards that like care about the number of historic permanents you have. Is that right? Or did I make that up? Um, I might have made that up. I don't think, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, maybe I made that up. Um, so, any like I said, anything that's legendary, so uh, legendary creature, planeswalker, legendary, or I'm sorry, it's just creatures and planeswalkers, right? It's not like legendary enchantments, and it's not legendary lands. Uh, I think I that's it was like correct. Creature, like creature, planeswalker artifacts are yes. are legend are historic. Yeah, um, but like legendary enchantments and legendary lands are not. I don't think. Uh, oh gosh, this is so hard now. Um, because you put in MTG historic. And then you have the format. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, that's awkward, huh? Yeah, like, come on now. Okay. So it is a way to collectively refer to artifacts. Anything with legendary super type and sagas. Oh, sagas are included too. Okay. And legendary lands. So, like, legendary things okay. count as well. According legendary to this. enchantments. Why did I think it was just creatures or planeswalkers? I don't know. Oh, I, get... I know why. Why? Because of the next part of this. Okay. So in Dominaria, we had legendary sorceries. Mm-hmm. Right? So they count as a historic spell. Um, now we have legendary instants. Yes. And the way legendary instants and sorceries work is you need to control a legendary creature or a planeswalker before you can cast them. Yes, there you go. You kind of like mush them, mush the two yep. mechanics together. So yep. historic is anything that is legendary, yep. anything that is Plus an artifacts. artifact, and yep. sagas. Yep. So, so those are the things that are going to trigger historic stuff. Yep. So, uh, so you'll see like things that like lower the cost of historic spells or um like when you cast a historic spell do a thing yep and we got a uh, gandalf the white here that lets you cast legendary spells and artifact spells as though they had flash so it gives well, i guess just those specific kinds of his mm -hmm. historic cards flash and also when a legendary permanent or artifact ETBs or leaving the battlefield causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control the trigger. It triggers again. It well, is. This, this is weird though. This is a uh, this was their example for a historic card. And it doesn't it doesn't do anything with historic stuff? Do anything with historic, yeah. That is weird. That does not make it any specifically sense. Specifically calls out legendary spells. Although I guess Legendary spell would refer to like a legendary enchantment or a saga. Yeah. Also. Uh, are there? Uh, and then we have the last thing. You have stun counters. What gives stun counters? Like I was looking and I didn't see it. 
Oh, here's your legendary instant. I forgot to oh, uh, here forget we go. To click the next card. Yeah, so it's just a legendary instant, and it's a, the reminder text right there says, you may cast a legendary instant only if you control a legendary creature or planeswalker. Fair um, enough. I don't know. It was in the article, so I put it in put it in the notes. I believe you, but like, I'm like looking at everything that gets counters in the set, and I put like, Lord of the Rings Oracle text stun, and nothing comes up on Scryfall. Hmm. Maybe they haven't been spoiled yet. Maybe I don't know. That's weird. We're just saving those puppies for that last fifty. I guess they're all going to be stun cards. All 50 of them. You'll just all never get to attack any... Your, your ring bearer will always be stunned. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, that's really weird. A stun counter is just your creature is tapped and can't... Well, a stun counter makes it so your creature can't be untapped until the mm -hmm. stun counters are removed. Well, it's a, it's a replacement effect, right? Instead of untapping the creature, you, you remove, remove a stun, stun counter. counter. Yeah. Yeah. But like you could untap your creature somehow. Or does it does it not make it so like if I have like untapped target creature, does it just remove the stun counter? I think so. Okay, I didn't realize that. I thought that's how that worked. I guess I have uh, not paid that much attention. If a tapped creature with one or more stun counters on it would untap, instead it stays tapped and one stun okay. counter is removed. Fair enough. Yeah. I I've learned something today. Yeah, I thought that's how that worked. Now you know. Do, 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 do. Yeah. yeah, I don't see any cards that reference stun counters. Yes. So there's got to be one or two in here at some point. I would hope. It's in their article. <laughs> Unless yeah. they just, like, copy-pasted the last article and, like, changed the top part of it and was like, they oh, asked... yeah, we forgot about stun counters at the end there. <laughs> they asked ChatGPT to write their mechanics article. Yeah. <laughs> what are some things that should be in a mechanics article for the next Magic the Gathering set? Stun counters. Historic. Yeah. <laughs> Stun counters. Yeah. Sagas. Chat, Chat GPT, what should be in the Lord of the Rings Magic set? Oh, here we go. Da -da -da -da. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, Stun counters uh, do what they do. They're good and limited yep. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's a pretty good limited mechanic. Yeah. Uh, better than I thought. I uh, I played a couple of Wicked Hot Slumbas in, uh, <laughs> and won some games with Wicked Slumber, putting stun yeah. counters on things. So uh, I think that is that is a fine little mechanic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there seems like there are more mechanics or maybe just more mechanics that are called out, like guess like land cycling doesn't super count as a mechanic well i mean neither does like stun counters are fair kind of like recurring now so i guess they're just and... historic and sagas don't feel like a mechanic as much as they're just like a card type right so i guess and they're just food just... too like a lot of stuff makes food now so it's like yeah. the ring a mass in historic yeah kind of because the other stuff feels pretty deciduous It'd yeah. be like saying, like, I don't know, Trample is in this set. It's like, of course it is. <laughs> yeah. Are there green Planet mana symbols walkers. in your set? There's Trample in your set. Congratulations. Although there are no Planeswalkers in this set, right? No, because there aren't any Planeswalkers in Lord of the Rings. 
Right. It would be pretty funny if like Jace well, technically Jace just showed up. Yes. She was like, Sup guys. You guys. I brought my hobo clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Jace, eternal snacker. He's just like <laughs> hanging out in the Shire eating. He's like blue green. Pipe. <laughs> Jace, master of high ideas. There you go. Just whenever, whenever Jace uses Gandalf's pipe, create a food token or sacrifice a food token. Sacrifice a food token. Yeah. If you do, puff, puff, pass. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, so it's hard. Right, The mechanics seem fine. It's mm-hmm. kind of hard to judge the limited environment based on kind of what we've seen so far. Yeah, I mean, there's not, not a ton there. Yeah. I guess the thing I will say is some of the more powerful cards seem to be at, like, higher mana values. Mm-hmm. And maybe that will, like, slow down the format. Maybe. I felt that in, like, some of the more recent sets, I've, I think I typed this on the show before, that, like, the set, a lot of the limited formats just come down to... uh uh, the the Karsten special of like yeah. one two three four I win yep right your card like, advantages having cards in your opponent's hand when they die yeah even even like the sets that are slower like you know first year all will be one it was definitively just like be aggressive but right. like even this set that feels a little bit slower mm-hmm. uh if I feel like a lot of my games are like I just want to go two three four bounce spell. Yeah, win the game. Well, yeah, that was one thing I meant to point out when you were talking. I think we were talking in the pre-show mm-hmm. about your uh, you've broken the format and might be looking for a change-up. Yeah. Um, like every deck that you mentioned, you said that you uh, noticed they were all blue, but you also said tempo a whole lot. Yes. So they were all tempo decks. They're, they're all just like two, three, four bounce spell, cast a wicked slumber win the game yeah. um yeah. yeah like i the like i've not tried to put together the like funner decks i did that at the beginning of the format and got smushed i think they'd be better now yeah uh just because i might know how to draft them better but like there's been a lot of formats that have been like that like think about uh streets of nuka penna mm-hmm. you can only play like blue white or like right. bant and then um uh, Midnight Hunt, you could only play the Esper colors. Right. And this format, like, blue is the best color by far, and you want to be in the Esper colors. Well, you want to be blue-white or blue-black. Yeah. But you don't want to be black-white. Yeah. Uh, so there's been, like, a couple sets recently that have been very much the same kind of, like, gameplay ends up being good. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know a three mana a three or four mana bounce spell really punishes the person who played five mana for their spell, right? Like this is going to stabilize me, bounce it, kill you. Oh, 
It was supposed to stabilize me. <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully there's Maybe a little... Maybe it'll stabilize you next time. <laughs> yeah, next time you cast it, I might do it. Counter it on the way down. No. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, hopefully it gives a little bit different gameplay. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the people that know Lord of the Rings stuff that I've, I've seen online or heard talk seem to feel like it does a pretty decent job with flavor stuff. Mm-hmm. And so... There's, I, there's a lot of little nods there. Yeah, so I think that, like, that is going to be important to to people, right? That, like, this, like, it feels Lord, 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 Lord of the Ringy. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just, like, magic set that is skinned with Lord of the Rings. Right. It's like, this is a Lord of the Rings set that just happens to work in the magic rules. Mm-hmm. So that that is, I guess, good. But for someone who is a casual Lord of the Rings fan, I'm just looking at this like, are these cards interesting? And some of them are. Yeah. Right? Like, but yeah, I... I, I would rather have this than the inverse, though. Which is super interesting cards that aren't very flavorful. Well, that is like overpowered cards where power was more important than flavor. Fair. Fair. I've heard a couple times, and I I thought this too, like this set feels like it's a standard power level. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Like I know maybe it would feel like icky to like be like the standard set. I think that they were probably scared of the backlash if they made this a standard set. Probably. But, like, in terms of, like, the cards, a lot of them just feel like they would just, like, Be work fine. in standard. Yeah. And probably see more run. Mm-hmm. And, like, more people would be excited about it if they were, like, I'm going to get to play with this card in standard. Let me. What can I do with this in standard? Yeah. Because I think a lot of the... Uh, Modern card, like, just because of how powerful modern has gotten, a lot of these cards aren't going to see a lot of run. And so people might be less excited for it outside of, you know, like, apparently everyone's hyped for Build the Pony. (laughs) Is that the one that goes infinite? Uh, In modern magic, it feels like everything goes infinite, if you believe. So I'm not, what does Build the Pony do? Uh, when he enters the battlefield, create two food tokens. Sack a food token until the end of turn target creature you control assigns damage uh, via toughness instead of its power. Oh. No, that's not the one that goes infinite. Does not go infinite. There is... There is one that does. Um, I'm looking for it. Hang on. Okay. Uh... Unrelated to that, you do have you cannot pass. Uh, rosy cotton. Is that green? Nope, it's white. Two and a white for a one-one. When rosy cotton of South Lane enters the battlefield, create a food token. When you create a token, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature you control other other than Rosie. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that. Uh, with uh, scurry oak. Scurry oak, yeah. And you get the, like, uh, and they both are collected company a bull because the, 
Oh gosh, what is it? The other card that did that, uh, Ivy Lane Denison. Denison, yeah, costs four. four. So this just lets you Coco into Scurry Oak and Rosy yep. Cotton. End of turn, infinite squirrels. That's right. Or infinite infinite minus one squirrels. Because I have Correct. to stop at some point. <laughs> that is true. Get him, my squirrely little boys. That's right. Um. So yeah. Oh, okay. Random thing. Speaking of squirrels, have you watched the presidents playing magic? Uh, I have a few times. I ha- I don't think I've seen one recently. Okay. Um. The I would I another local shopkeep, uh, chuckles. Uh, historically played squirrels yeah. in Commander, and that is Joe Biden's deck. Oh yeah. In in the president is playing magic as he plays squirrels and he refers to his squirrels as my little troopers. <laughs> oh no, they killed my little troopers. <laughs> so That's pretty good. when I thought of infinite squirrels, I was like, Oh, infinite little troopers. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, uh, the president's playing magic has gone on a narrative adventure. Yeah. We are, we are in a, Tournament to the Death, refereed by Chuck Norris. Oh, I did see that one. That was a while ago, though, wasn't it? No, there's one where like they play Chuck Norris, but they yeah. go to this like basically underground fight club Mortal Kombat tournament, oh. <laughs> and the referee is Chuck Norris as they're trying to battle uh-huh. the for uh, the forces of uh, of Bernie Sanders and the uh, to learn the secrets of the occult that have stolen Barack Obama from them. Oh, okay. It is a narrative adventure. It is a narrative tour de force. This man <laughs> and his AI voice generator have gone too hard. Um, to the point where I look forward to the weekly presidents. <laughs> like I'll come home and be like, "Oh, I'm cooking," and I'll be like, "Oh, president's playing magic." Oh, I'm gonna listen to this while I play. Um, and they often, they often screw up rules in the like games. And then like the next week they'll be like talking about something. And unlike last week where I did this wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty good. (laughs) Um, yeah, but you can make infinite troopers and warm Joe Biden's heart. Uh, and then of course, Trump plays walls. Of course. Of course he plays walls. Um, so, with all these fun mechanics, I think we got a show. We have a show. Um, so, I will give you a specific call to call to action for uh, call to action. Yeah, here at the uh, here at the end. If you're gonna reach out to us on social media, what cards do you think have a chance in sixty card formats from the set? Because I think mm-hmm. that's where our focus is going to be next week. And like, yeah, you know, I mean, I don't really want to talk about cards that might see play in Commander that'll never play. So, <laughs> yeah the the saffron olive. This would be good in the ninety nine of. Yeah. Right. Um. So if there are some cards that you think will be good in sixty card formats, I I think I have like five or six that I'm interested mm-hmm. in. Um. That are kind of in like niche decks or whatever, uh, but yeah. if there's something that like you are pretty passionate about, uh, hit us up just so it's like you know maybe we've missed it or something. 
Mm-hmm. So all those links, uh, Facebook, Discord, Twitter, all that stuff are in the description. Yeah, hit us up, let us know. Um, also, we had mentioned last week or the week before, I think, if uh, people were interested in Brian doing some Lord of the Rings drafts or if they wanted him to just keep trucking along with standard drafts. Uh, so you can reach out and let us know about that too yeah. if you want. If you're looking to support the show, there's two different ways you can do that. Well, three different ways, actually. The first is by listening, and we appreciate that. Um, the second is with our TCG Player Affiliate link, casualtryhard.com slash TCG. Follow that link. Do whatever purchasing you're going to do and support us at the same time. It doesn't cost you guys anything extra to do that and helps us out, so we would appreciate that. The second way is through our Patreon, patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg, where you can chip a couple bucks in. Show us how much you appreciate us, and at the same time, get signed up for some sweet perks. You get access to our show notes, so you know what the upcoming week's show is going to be about. You get access to our pre-show, another hour of content out of us about who knows what. We don't even know what. And you also get put on my mailing list for when I have cool stuff to send out to you guys, which happens roughly every other month. Um, if any of that sounds good, or if you just want to show us how much you appreciate us, patreon.com slash casual MTG. Yeah. Thanks. All right. So with that, we'll catch you on the internets. We'll catch you on the internets. 